Hello and welcome to the Slow Evolution Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Engelhardt, and this is the place for all things health and well-being for the busy mom of today. So grab a cup of tea and get ready to be inspired. Hello and welcome to today's episode where we will be talking all things probiotics and prebiotics. And today I'm joined by a holistic health coach and a chef, the founder and main coach at Nothing But Nourished Health and lifestyle coaching where loving, encouraging and empowering others to become the best version of themselves is in her blood. Please welcome Julie Adams. Julie, welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to chat with you. Yeah, so great to have you on the podcast again. Thank you. I love doing it with you. It's so much fun. (laughs) I love having you on the podcast. And I am super excited to dive in, um, you know, a little deeper into today's topic, because I feel like this is something that we can all learn a little bit more about. Absolutely. Yeah. So first things first, what are probiotics and prebiotics? And, you know, how do they differ? Good question. A lot of people, when I ask them about probiotics, most of them know exactly what I'm talking about. But when I say prebiotics, people, I I would say nine out of 10 people say, no, what's that? I've never heard of that. Are you talking about probiotics? So it's a good question. Um, Probiotics are the living microorganisms that contribute to a healthy digestive tract. They're found in fermented foods. They're available in supplement form, but basically they're what populate your your microbiome, AKA your gut with good bacteria. Okay. Prebiotics on the other hand are basically the fertilizer for probiotics. They're what keep them healthy, alive, active. They're basically the probiotics food. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. So again, like the, a quick answer for prebiotics would be, they are the probiotics food source to have a di- healthy digestive tract. Interesting. But I, yeah. I completely agree with you because, you know, most people talk about the probiotics <laughs> and what about the benefits of each one, you know, to, I mean, of each one, what about the, you know, the benefits as such to, to our health and overall well-being? Good question. So probiotics basically are helping you to create and sustain a diverse microbiome. You want to have, you have trillions of bacteria in your gut. And having a diversity in there is essential to having good health in general, because to me, I think of, I like to teach people that your gut is basically like your core. All right. So just like we talk about the core for our health, you know, having a good core um, strength for good posture to be able to walk. If your if your core strength is poor, you're going to have a lot of issues with movement, digestion, et cetera. Same for your gut. Your gut is core. So having diversity in there is going to affect every part of your physical being. So probiotics, again, help you to create and sustain a diverse microbiome. They support the barrier function of your intestinal lining, which is really important. You need a good, you need a good um, structure for your gut lining. If it's, if it's porous, if things can get through the cracks, you have a lot of autoimmune issues that can come from that severe inflammation, allergic reactions, et cetera, et cetera. So having a good gut lining is important. Probiotics also help you to enhance nutrient absorption. So when you eat, you're actually able to absorb the nutrients. A lot of people think that they eat and they just get it no matter what. That is not the case. If you have poor gut health, you're not going to be absorbing nearly anything if you think about that. And again, when you absorb your nutrients, you're improving your overall health because your body is getting what it needs to survive. It improves um, probiotics, they improve digestive issues, they improve inflammation, 
how your brain is. There's a direct link between gut health and brain health. So probiotics are essential for that. Prebiotics, on the other hand, are again, keeping those probiotics healthy. So everything I just listed is going to be dependent on if you have prebiotics in your system as well. So the probiotics health depends on the prebiotics in your system. So on the flip side, so bacteria in your colon consume prebiotic fiber, which in turn is going to support a healthy gut pH balance. So the good acidity, you want your body to have a good pH balance. It's also going to help with nutrient absorption. It's going to prevent leaky gut. So again, going back to the whole gut lining, it's going to help prevent leakage in there. Because again, that does cause a lot of autoimmune issues, inflammation, allergic reactions. Um, it can curb cancer cells, which is really important. It supports satiety. So you are actually full longer and you're not having those intense sweet cravings. If your gut health is normal and balanced, chances are you're not going to get those intense cravings for sugar or processed carbs, those kind of things. Um, and it also, the prebiotics also reduce inflammation. So those are, that's in a, like a quick little recap, but those are definitely the main things is that they really help to prevent inflammation, allergic reactions, keep your gut lining intact. And then they basically, I mean, if you have a good amount of those in your system, it's going to affect your entire physical body. So yeah, absolutely. And it's fascinating if you think about it, because I completely agree with you. So many of us think that, you know, if we eat healthy, that's enough, but we don't realize that, you know, that's, that's just a, a little part of the overall, you know, process and actually feeling great and getting all the nutrients that, you know, we all need to get in order to, to feel healthy or not only to feel healthy, but to be healthy. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, just because you're eating all the healthy food in the world, if your gut balance, if your gut is off and it could be from, I mean, I'll get more into this later, but it could be from like the environment that you live in, you know, toxins that you're breathing in, putting on your skin. It could be from crazy amounts of stress, not enough sleep that affects your gut health. And so you could be having all those things go on, but you're still eating healthy. Your gut's not going to be absorbing what you're eating. Right. right. To make sure that you're getting everything you need to get your gut health normal so you can actually absorb food <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly and isn't it amazing how everything is really interconnected you mentioned the gut mind connection I mean it's it's just you know yeah it's so true do you know over 60 percent of your immune system is also in your gut I know over, yeah over 80 percent of your mental health is in your gut because that's where your your neurotransmitters like you know serotonin serotonin your endorphins, those are produced there. So if your gut's not healthy, then your brain's not healthy. Exactly. Yeah. And this is something that so many of us don't really realize how interconnected everything is and how important it is not to just, you know, look at one little tiny thing, but just, you know, always look at the big picture and um, you're so right. You're so right. <laughs> how do we get enough of it? You know, is it possible to, to get enough through food or do we necessarily need like supplements or? Good question. You know, having a diverse diet is really important. So not eating the same thing every single day and really changing up things. Food is a really good place to start, obviously. But since our microbiomes are becoming, I mean, studies show that your microbiome is the, yes, the microbiome is less diverse than our ancestors were. 
And that's just because of, you know, our ancestors hundred years ago, they weren't exposed to what we were exposed to and 200 years, 300 years, et cetera, et cetera. They're not exposed to the kind of toxins that we are today. They're mm-hmm. not under the stress that we are today. So ours are less diverse, which is a problem. So getting it from just food can be a problem. And also as we age, you're not, you're starting to divert the, your diversity in your microbiome was also declining as you age. So if you're over, if you're 40 or older, they do recommend that you find some kind of good supplement for that. But yes, you can get a bunch, you can get a bunch of really good probiotics and prebiotics via food. But again, consistency and diversity is going to be really key in that. So definitely. Mm, So I need to be, I need to start thinking about supplements that in that case, (laughs) since I'm I'm over 40. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and if you're, if you've been eating healthy, then you do have a really good foundation and chances are you're probably honestly just fine. But for some starting just to say like, Oh, well, go eat, go eat these kinds of foods might not be enough. Mm. Might not be. Yeah. Yeah. And when it comes to supplements, what are some of the things to be looking out for? Because I feel like, you know, supplements, meanwhile, they're like, I mean, not only necessarily in terms of probiotics, but just in general, they're like millions and millions and millions. So what, what should we be focusing on? So I, I have a few things written down because I really wanted to hone in on this point because a lot of people think that one supplement is they're all created equal. So not the case. Um, And just because something says they have probiotics on it doesn't mean that they actually do. (laughs) For example, in America, kombucha is the rave. Everybody talks about their kombucha, but most of them have so much added sugar that the benefits of probiotics is zero to none, or you're actually in the negative. You're populating your gut with sugar, Mm. which throws off the good bacteria and you're not getting the good probiotics in there. So that's a thought. But when it comes down to supplements, you want to, I'll just name a couple of things here. You want to contain genetically identified, well-researched strains. So um, lactobacillus, and I'm probably going to butcher a few of these terms here. <laughs> bacillus, one of the most important ones, the most common ones out there that's been researched and known to do wonders for your gut. Um, it's bifidobacterium. And then I'm not even going to try the other one. It's saccharomyces, something like that. <laughs> It's crazy. Those three in particular are well-researched. So making sure that the probiotic is going to contain at least those three, those are the best studied. Um, They produce lactic acid and they can especially support your body with things like IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, um, depression, other digestive issues. Those three in particular are really helpful for that. Um, And again, you could research this on your own, but having, if you find a good one, make sure it has those three in there. Mm also making sure that they are for sure free of major allergens. So, you know, like shellfish, obviously some, so you'd be surprised at what's in some things, gluten, you'd be oh, surprised, yeah. soy, you'd be surprised as well as artificial flavors, colors, fillers, preservatives, and then sweeteners for sure, especially the artificial sweeteners too. You want to make sure that they contain a guaranteed number of living units through the expiration date. All right. So sometimes they need to be consumed right away. You want to make sure that the one you have is, has a good stable shelf life, but it also can, you know, survive in the refrigerator or wherever, but it needs to make sure that they ensure it will survive through the expiration date and not immediately. Um, 
Um, another one, this is for the US. So I actually don't know about what Europe standards are. I know that you guys are actually more strict than us, which is awesome. I love you. <laughs> But they're made with good manufacturing practices. So looking for a certification on the bottle or wherever that has the certification symbol on there to make sure that they went through rigorous um, quality control standards, testing, all of that. You don't just want a random mom and pa shop to produce something. You want to make sure that it has what it says it has and it's been tested, researched, tried and true. Along with that, making sure it's tested by an independent laboratory to verify the label claims mm. for that. There are clinical studies to go with it. It's independent. It's not like, well, I ordered it from this company. This company tested it. You want to make sure there's an outside party that tested it to make sure it actually is what it says it was. So those are just a few of the things to look for. Right, right. Do you take any probiotics, um, supplements and pre I I do. So I actually, as a health coach, I partnered up with a good wellness company that has gone through very rigorous um, clinical studies. They do a lot of third-party research and testing that's completely, they're not connected with us. So mm -hmm. they test outside of our, our company and I absolutely love it. It has exactly what I need. I feel amazing and I know that it works. I've had mm -hmm. a lot of my use it and um, I love it. I will never I will never trade. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you mind sharing? What what the so brand is? Isogenics is the brand, and then the probiotics specifically is part of. It's called Isobiome. Okay. So that one, a couple things. I also wrote down. Wrote down. We have three different processes that we go through with that one. One is micro encapsulation to protect the probiotics. So they are protected. They're not in a coating that's going to let the probiotics seep out and then die. Um, they have digestion, digestion resistant capsules to ensure the live microbes effectively reach the gut. That's really important too, because a lot of times they can be coated with sugar or other things that they are actually not going to break down in your system. So you want to actually make sure that it gets to your gut and breaks down in your gut and right. not in your mouth. So it's like, right. right and then we also use an advanced bottling technology. So it minimizes moisture and exposure to the air. It doesn't have the humidity that could otherwise kill the healthy bacteria. Because you see a lot of these companies, they bottle them in plastic or, you know, like kombucha. You see kombucha in plastic. <laughs> Probiotics are going to interact with the plastic and create toxins. So now you're just disrupting your gut even more. It's, ah, it's exactly. so frustrating. So yes, I have one. I love it. I use it. I, and we also put it in, you know, our superfood um, organic shakes. We put them in um, our bars that we have. We put them in the capsule. We put them in, we have a prebiotic that we use. It's a powder. Um, it's right. a good time. It's great. That's, that's cool. But speaking of kombucha, can you actually, or can we actually make kombucha ourselves? Yes, you can. <laughs> it's amazing. How does that work? <laughs> it's fun, but it does require you to have a little bit of a threshold when it comes to the smell of vinegar, or you need to have a designated room for it because it does smell like vinegar. But a couple of years ago, I had, I don't know how the conversion was working in Europe, but I had like five or six gallons brewing in a corner of my house and I always had them going and I would make my own. I would take, um, so how it works basically is you brew you're a caffeinated tea. So black or green tea. Um, it could be, you know, flavored. So 
naturally flavored, obviously, if it has, you know, like dried peaches in there, you could brew your peach tea, it's caffeinated. So you're going to brew that and then you're going to have what you call a SCOBY. A SCOBY is short for Symbiotic Culture of Bacterial Yeast. And I feel like such a nerd. <laughs> I need to start taking notes. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I give you so much. Um, it's creepy looking mushroom. It looks like a mushroom. It's okay. not it's like a disc. It's slimy. So for example, if you get a bottle of kombucha, if it's a good kind, it's going to have this sludge at the bottom. Okay. Now, if you let your bacteria, if you let your kombucha just sit in the fridge and you let it go past the expiration, eventually you're going to have like a little disc of slime okay. in there. That disc is what we call a scoby. Okay. Again, that's, that's going to be your mushroom. So you're going to brew your tea and you're going to put your scoby in your tea. Um, but before you do that, you're going to take your, your um, caffeinated tea, add a pr um, white table sugar. So people like to be like, well, I want to be organic. So they add honey. Well, honey is antibacterial. So it was going to mm. kill back. You don't want that. So you're going to basically make a sweet tea. So you're going to brew your tea. You're going to add sugar. You're going to stir it up to dissolve the sugar. You're going to put this all in a big glass jar. You're going to add your SCOBY. You're going to cover it with a cloth put a rubber band around it so it stays sealed, but it can still have the air. And then you're gonna leave it alone. And I would say two, three weeks later, you'll check on it, you'll try it. And what's happening during this two or three week period is the SCOBY, which is alive, is caffeinated and it starts to eat the sugar in okay. your sweet. And as a byproduct, it starts to carbonate. So you get a little bit of bubbles in there. It's consuming the sugar. So it's less and less sweet as it sits, it gets more acidic. So kind of like an apple cider vinegar taste and it's creating the bubbles. It's creating probiotics as it's sitting there. Okay. So the longer it, the more, the um, more probiotics and the less sugar is going to be a, a, a result. So I love to do it. What I have, when it's done, I pour it into other, another glass bottle. I take the scoby out, start a fresh batch. And the stuff that's done, I'll put in fresh berries, I'll put in fresh basil, fresh mint, and it just infuses the flavor of the berries and the mint. And now you have a kombucha mojito you could do. Okay. Um, one of my favorites is like a grapefruit and ginger one. I love doing that or lemon basil, but you get to flavor it by yourself. And it's a really healthy alternative to soda, to sugary, juicy beverages. It's really great, but it's also, you're controlling it. I mean, in America and in a lot of other places, people will create, they'll manufacture kombucha and at the end they'll add sugar, mm. which cancels everything out. So you want to make sure that the label is going to tell you what's in there. It's going to tell you how much added sugar is in there. I mean, there's some here in America where there's 20 to 30 grams of sugar oh added. So by the, it's like basically like you're drinking a can of Coca-Cola. I was like, going to um, say, yeah. <laughs> A lot of people say probiotics on there. So they think, oh, it's healthy. No, it's not. You need to do your research and make sure that we've actually had companies here in America get sued because they weren't using integrity when they labeled their product. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. I love it. So much fun. <laughs> but then once you're, you know, once you've, after two, three weeks, you let it sit in there and then you take that, I can't even pronounce it, the mushroom thingy. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's like Scooby-Doo. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, it literally Scooby-Doo without the extra O. <laughs> exactly. You know? So when you take it out, can you reuse it? Yes. And okay. it's going to get, going to start to grow. It's going to get, 
it, it, it kind of forms into the jar. So for example, like after two or three weeks, your little disc is now going to spread to the, the width okay. or the width of the jar into the disc. And it'll be super thin at first, but you'll notice over time, it's going to get thicker and thicker and thicker. And you can actually rip it apart and use it for another one and then rip it apart and use it for another one. I mean, I have friends who ask me for mine. They're, can I have a little piece of your scoey? <laughs> well, rip them off a piece and give it to them. And it's like grandfathered in. It's ridiculous. But yes, um, you could reuse it over and over. After a while, though, it does become a little too aged, but it will have so many children that you can use it all. Right, right, right. But what's after a while? What does that mean? Like, how long um, is that? Oh, I mean, it will look a little funky sometimes. Um, you know, if you have it in a really, you don't want it to be sitting in the sun, for example, you don't want it to be sitting in a really cold place or a drafty place. It can um, look like it's moldy. Then you want to throw it out. If there's any okay. kind of growing anything on there, like, you know, like pink, green, black specks gone, done. Okay. It's not got to dump the entire thing away all okay. of it. So I can send you a link and give you like a step-by-step -step rundown of how to do it, what to look for, what to avoid. Yeah, that um, would be awesome. Yeah. Oh my God. Because okay. now I'm really pumped. I want to try it. It's kind of like you have your own little brewery. I mean, <laughs> like, no, it's not beer. I promise. That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, but do send me the link because, I, as I said, I would love to try it. I'll send you a picture of what it looks like after that. I love it. You're going to feel like so smart. <laughs> you are. You're going to feel so smart. People will come over and they'll be like, you, man, you made this? You brewed this? And then you're, you have a following. It's so much fun. I love it. That's so good. I love our chat, but I do have one last question. Yes. For any mom out there that is absolutely not familiar with the, you know, pro and prebiotic, what is the number one thing we should or she should keep in mind and focus as she starts or, or as we start learning and experimenting more with this? Well, first and foremost is to really pay attention to your body because every body, every microbiome has its own unique gut makeup. So my, my gut is not going to be the same as yours, vice versa. Your kids aren't going to be the same as yours. And it takes time to build good gut health. So always remember, it's going to take time. You're not going to consume probiotics and prebiotics and have a dramatic shift overnight. It's just not going to happen. So I would always say start low and go slow. Mm. <laughs> always start low and go slow, particularly with prebiotics, because if you, you know, start to consume a bunch at once, you'll get a lot of gas, you'll get a lot of bloating, which is usually because your gut flora is changing, it's adjusting, it's adapting. So you're basically like repopulating with good and a byproduct of that, if you do it too quickly, is going to have a lot of digestive upside. So um, yeah, I would say go low, go slow, pay attention to your body for sure. Perfect. Yeah, I'm a huge believer in, you know, listening to our body and paying attention mm -hmm. to the signs that it sends us. And yes, absolutely. And revisit and, and revisit those habits because you know what worked for you or for us, you know, two years ago might not be working anymore. Yeah, yeah. I mean, your body is changing constantly, especially your gut health. Just at having stress. So I did write a few um, tips down in regards to purchasing mm -hmm. or using them. And one is to seek out fermented foods and be really selective about what you have. 
So for example, people think, oh, sauerkraut, that's loaded with probiotics. It's a fermented food. Well, if it's boiled sauerkraut, no. So baked goods, foods with added sugars, foods that were severely heated, you know, baked, boiled or something like that. It's not going to, the chances are you're not going to have the live active enzymes in there any, any more than the probiotics. So when they're separated from their original source, chances are you're not going to get the benefits either. So really being careful and very selective about, you know, making sure that your fermented food is live. Mm. So live active cultures. So your kimchi, your kombucha, Greek yogurt with no added sugar. You could do miso. You could do organic tempeh, which is like soy, you know, those kind of things are important. Making sure that you buy them in glass or ceramic containers. That's Mm. a huge plastic and aluminum. They react with the lactic acid in there and they create toxins as a byproduct. So you could actually be doing your body more harm than good. Making sure that you chill your foods. They last, the probiotics stay alive and they last longer when you do that. Buy the best supplements that you can afford. So a lot of people, they see the cheap, they see that it says probiotics on there, they buy it. You get what you pay for. Mm -hmm. So if you can afford it, be selective and look for quality and purchase that. Don't buy the cheapest thing out there because chances are it's not going to be quality and it might not even have live probiotics in there anymore. If especially if it's been sitting around shelf life, quantity, this is a really important thing too, especially for new people recommended doses for probiotics contain anywhere from 1 billion CFUs. CFUs are colony forming units, Mm -hmm. minimum of 1 billion that's just maintaining a healthy gut up to 10 billion, which is addressing specific conditions. Okay. The one that I take is 25 billion. It's a lot. And I love it because there's a lot of different strains in there. So it's focusing on different um, bacteria in my gut. It's not just one. So 25 billion of a lot of different ones. If people want that information, I'm happy to share it with them, but yes, a minimum of 1 billion up to 10 billion to address um, certain conditions and making sure, like I said, in the very beginning, there's the diversity in there. So there's not just bacteria. You want those, those three that I mentioned in particular, plus another, so I just have a couple more here. Another one is to minimize your exposure to environmental toxins, Mm -hmm. medication, alcohol. If it's not necessary, don't take antibiotics unless your doctor absolutely recommends it. But if you just have a cold, a sore throat, don't just take an antibiotic because you slaughter all the good bacteria and you're left with nothing, which not good. Um, I cannot, I cannot tell you, sorry to interrupt you. I cannot tell you how often I've had discussions with other moms because when my kids get, you know, a high fever and you know how it's with kids, they all of a sudden get like this super high fever, you know, and they're still running around and, and a lot of, you know, moms that I know, they would give their kids something to lower the fever. Yeah. yeah. And, and I like, I, I just don't do that unless I really see that they're like struggling and the fever is getting like, you know, very high. Then, yeah. okay, I'll give them something. But otherwise, I just let them have the fever and then basically deal with it, you know, themselves. Yeah, there's so many natural remedies out there. And exactly. I'm not a doctor that people shouldn't take antibiotics, but only take them if your doctor says that they are absolutely necessary. They do recommend another alternative. Take that other alternative because 
I mean, if you think about it in America, especially they say that over 90% of antibiotics that are prescribed are not absolutely necessary. Yeah. They're just a quick fix, which does, I mean, there's been studies of mothers who are pregnant. They take antibiotics during their pregnancy. And not only do they wipe out their microbiome, they wipe out their baby's microbiome, which if your baby is born with a poor gut, autism, ADHD, behavioral health, it's all related. Cause remember you have the whole gut brain. Right. 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 Not just take antibiotics because they're quick and convenient. Take them. They're absolutely necessary, obviously, but not just as a quick fix. It's not going to be good. Yeah, definitely. The last couple of things, eat less junk food, obviously Mm. processed food contain ingredients that irritate the gut, irritate the gut lining. And if your gut lining is irritated, it starts to open up and food particles, other things are allowed to seep through into your system. And in the beginning, they cause the, the autoimmune issues, the inflammation, et cetera, et cetera. Word of caution. The only thing where probiotics and prebiotics may not be the best for you is if you have what we call SIBO, which is small intestinal bacterial yeast overgrowth. So you have too much bacteria growing in your gut, the bad kind, Hmm. or if you have a FODMAP diet, which is a very intense diet where you're not allowed to have a lot of different things because your body's trying to heal from a different, all these different inflammation issues, then you need to consult with your doctor um, because probiotics or prebiotics may actually make your condition worse. So that's the only case. If you have SIBO or if you are on a FODMAP diet, talk to your doctor first before you go for it actually exasperate the system that was super super interesting thank you so much for taking the time to you know share your knowledge and your experience it's always very very much appreciated and and to our audience thank you so much for listening and as always i hope that you find value in this episode and have gained not only a better understanding of how pro and prebiotics can be beneficial to your overall well-being and health, but also how you can make sure that you're getting enough of them. Mm-hmm. And Julie, please share where our audience can follow you and connect with you. Yes. So my Instagram handle is um, nothing underscore but underscore nourished. So nothing but nourished. And my Facebook is facebook.com slash Jules, J-U-L-E-S, the coach. And my website is Jules and A-N-D cuisine.com. So those places, I would love to support you guys in any way that I can. Any questions you guys have, any recommendations you need. If you're looking for a good probiotic or prebiotic, I got the hookup. So I'm happy to help you guys with that. But thank you so much for having me, Anna. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you so much for listening and for being here. It truly means the world to me. I would love to connect with as many of you as possible. So let's connect on Instagram. You can find me at Slowolution for your daily dose of healthy living inspiration. If you feel inspired by this episode and want to learn more about all things health, well-being and motherhood, be sure to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. This way, the podcast can reach and inspire even more moms and moms-to-be. And make sure you stay tuned for the many upcoming exciting episodes. Wish you all a lovely week.